Welcome to the Daily Sports Science Locker Room number 82. Uh, we're here to preview the All-Ireland semi-finals tonight, along with the Talchin Cup final this Saturday. We've got Mark Dorn, Clare Senior Football Coach this year, back with us, and Daniel St. Ledger, former Carlo player and current St. Sylvester's manager. Very welcome back, lads. Good to see you again. Uh, boys, straight into it. Uh, Talchin Cup final, obviously have to start with the final. The finals on Saturday, obviously, before the, the, the two semi-finals. Uh, Mark, you would have played me this year. Um, doing a bit of research on them myself, I was looking at their team from 2021 semi-final against Dublin. They've they have 11 new faces in the squad. Sorry, in the team, 11 new faces. Um, obviously they've lost a lot of experience. Mark, the likes of Brian Menton, Shane McIntyre. Um, they, they have Donald Keown at, at right half back, Podrick Harn at centre half back, who are probably two stalwarts of the group. They're 32 and 29. And I was just looking at their championship appearances. They have actually made 75 championship appearances between the two of them, which is which is just actually less than, the, or just actually more, Mark, than the rest of the, the, the team put together. So it is a relatively young mead side, but they have, a, they have a good full forward line. Jordan Morris, Matthew Costello, Aaron Lynch, who've been, who's been scoring freely during the Talson Cup. I don't know how much of down you've seen. Obviously, you've been involved yourself with Clare, but w- what's your take on this mead group, Mark? Uh, to be fair, look, I... I think me are no. I have I haven't been impressed with them at all. That's just been straight up. I know that day Claire played them in Navin or we declared a few boys missing Keelan Sachs and Owen Cleary top forward for us. But we actually I think they scored four. Our goalkeeper made a bit of a boob, made three bad boobs, and they got three goals. But I, I was very very disappointed in me just from what I've seen that day in Clarence. I actually watched them that day. One of the games that Down played them in Parnell Park it was actually at that game. Mm. And I thought Down Down just had a bad day in front of the post 16 ways I think they kicked and the foot the referee was very harsh on Down a couple of times but pulled them back. But come back to me, look you have mentioned Dolan Kyogan and the the centre half back. They've actually got up the night the day actually played Claire I was really impressed with Harry Hogan, the me goalkeeper. I thought it was kick outs but he's actually been dropped. Yeah, and they went and to be fair, now I know Colin Maroki has changed at the start. Colin came in, he just was traditional man on man. I always remember today, even Claire was playing Derry and it was the second last league game, and we're actually driving down to Donegal. I had to meet Claire and Donegal on the Saturday evening, but Derry or sorry, Meave was playing Dublin on the Saturday on the radio. And I remember Eamon O'Hara commentating on it in Navin and just the words just stick to me, and it still stick and stick to me, man. It was Eamon O'Hara's. Like Dublin or me were playing suicide football again. Dublin, he says mm. they're leaving Paul Mannion, mm. they're leaving Cormac Costello one v ones here. And all the Dublin players are doing is actually looking up and kicking the ball in the space to the two boys. And I remember just thinking, I says he, Colin Rourke, is never going to be able to stick with that tactics, or else Meaves in serious, serious trouble. And then, to be fair, I think the last game he did go man to man. The last actually game he went man to man was actually the Leinster first again, Athlete. And they were well beaten. Now, to be fair to me, he has changed his tactics a bit. And he does drop name back. But look, you mentioned her full forward line, Matthew Rosello, Jordan Morris. Yes, James McIntyre at 11. Even though he was poor again after him, mm. not, he's not been good enough. But Don Kogan is a massive player from still at centre half back, wing half back. He's, he is, I think he's their drive force. But look, there are two men inside. But I actually thought Antrim should have beat them. There was a chance, I remember, I think, I think it was Adam Lockern went through yeah, the left yeah, right. and he went clean through and missed. He got caught in two mains where he was going to carry it or shoot. And then again, I think that was a big, big moment in the game. But I think Down will probably look, no doubt, Connor will analyse me. 
when they, this week and they look the one thing you look at it, and if even during their league game, but even again at them, they really, really struggle when a team run hard at them. And even that day in Parnell Park, down cut them open three or four times when they run hard at them. And the one thing about this down team, they've serious, serious pace. Yeah. Croke Park probably actually shoots them down to T and Croke Park actually will shoot down, I think, a lot more than it will shoot me, where me would have been maybe hoping a wee tight feed. Look, make no mistake, me for the two boys, three boys inside, Jordan Morris, Matthew Costello, and Adam Lynch, yes, and maybe James McIntyre. But there's not traditionally a hard, not the me team. In the, it's, a, it's a very inexperienced me team. You've just mentioned it. And look, yeah, Ross, I, think, I think Mark Midfield's a big issue. Obviously, Brian Menton was a fine, fine Massive issue. And look, Brian Menton, no. Brian Menton would walk on most mm-hmm. county teams. Yeah. In Ireland, he is a big, big issue. And I know from just from talking to a few people down in me, Colin Kilzer, who you to go on, no Colin Moore, halfway through the league and had to done everything trying to get him come back, but simply just wasn't coming back. And that's it's a massive, massive issue for him. And look, to be fair, Owen Mordick, middle of the field for down, and to be fair, yeah. down actually doing a very, I think it's a very smart move by Connor where he's rotating them between full forward and half forward line or midfield, sorry, and it's giving down a different focal point of. When he goes in there, they can actually go route one. He wins ball yeah. and lays ball off. Where they bring him out, then it's just a running game. And down of a lot, I just think Down's pace will really, really bother mm. me this week. And let I, I, would just, I can't wait to see what way Colmer Rock sets me up because as you've seen the way Leash set up again, Down was again mentioning that word suicide football like it was yeah. man on man. And to be fair, to Down, they're mm. serious, probably as pacey as Down team as you've seen. In a long, long while, but the one thing down, down do rely on getting a good start. Again, teams just then, so then they can because if down get a good start again, then down will sit back and they have the pace. They really hit you hard. Yeah. On their counter attacks, so look the first 10, 15 minutes will be massive, massive. But look when I look at the down team and Pete, when I look at the me team, I think down like the Pete. I'm keep repeating this word: the pace, the two Johnsons, Paddy McCarthy, Danny McGill, Liam Cure. Pat Haver and Ormut, they've just they've seen the pace all over the field. Dan Guinness as well, moving to the middle of the Dan field against Dundee that day, you know, it sort of gave them a different dynamic coming through the middle as well. And obviously the likes of Shane Annett coming off the bench too. Like they have the pace actually coming off the bench too, don't they? You know? Yes, they have to be fair. And I think I I would say down have used I'm not sure the number, but they've every t- like they've used serious numbers. They've, yeah, they have now, yeah. I don't know the exact number, but I know just from their championship games they've used massive numbers now I've only seen down lay twice it was again after the match in the league and that game again me the only time I've seen them rest just have been highlights and stuff so but to be fair to Connor, look he has he has built us a really really pacey team it's actually a team that's I think suited to playing in Croke Park now yeah. as I said the one thing I can't wait to see is what we me set up again and just because look me's obviously land laid down after watching again leash and realise like the pace down was able to hit them at and that would be one the, thing. there's a few bad results down have had have probably come on slower sod like you know against the likes of Fermanagh Cavan you know and, and tighter fields as you say and a bit more threshold type style you know uh, but it's it's hard to play like that in Crow Park you know Crow Park yeah and it's looking to be fair they're raking up massive scores and the one thing to be fair the down and it's Connor probably the management team deserves serious credit Fourth time alone, everybody it doesn't matter now who scores, the best man yeah. in the position gets the ball, and that's look, it's, it's a really good sign of a team. Like, but yeah. I would say, just looking on paper, look, I would rather be look, I'd rather be in Downs camp than Meath camp 
Yeah. Well, here, Daniel, you've you've actually uh, I'm going to call you out here. You've called down the the Kildare of the North in the past, boy. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> do you uh, do you do you think that obviously there's a bit more steeliness steeliness about us this year? Um, certainly, obviously, you know, Connor's come in there and he, he's he's brought obviously maybe you know that Kilcoo mentality uh, that everyone is 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 familiar with, you know, and and sort of a siege mentality and keeping things tight and team first, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But how do you see this going? Uh, do you do you think down have added a bit more steeliness? Haven't seen them a couple of times. Yeah, it's it's an interesting contrast when you look at the two two managers kind of coming into two new jobs at the start of the year, and both of them taking over counties probably in similar places, maybe not where they should be. Um, like you look at down, I think there's been a very clear pattern to what they're to what they've been doing. It is it is probably the it is from the Kilku play playbook, you know, but. It, it's it's probably common sense as well. Like I mean, using the resources that they have, so Laverty would have looked at the players he has, and uh, uh, as Mark has mentioned, just pace across the board, and and he's tried to implement that as best as possible, and kind of playing that counter attacking game, and and in fairness, playing a nice blend of football. You know, it's like as you're saying with Oran Moore, they're coming in and out. There's a, there's a bit of a long ball option. There's they go through the hands at times. They can game manage. So, but then you compare that to me who have started off, I remember down in Cork looking <laughs> looking at the result in the first league game and it was, there was a bit of hype about, you know, the kick passes back. I never heard kick pass mentioned so many times during a commentary, like it was absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. And you look at halfway through the league then, it's all of a sudden, oh no, we're not any good at this anymore. We need to revert to something else. And that, that just shows me there's one group and management who have a very clear idea of what players they have and what style they want to play. And there's another group who are still finding their feet and not quite sure where they are. Um, we, we saw Antrim and me that, or we saw Antrim and Carlo that day up in, in Corrigan Park. And I wasn't wildly impressed with Antrim, to be honest with you. I, I like that Carlo no. team are, are quite young and inexperienced and a, a little bit more savvy. They, they could have got a result. And, um, and I think Antrim were probably not a million miles off me either. So, I think down are probably a step up on this. Um, as you've already alluded to, I think Croke Park suits them brilliantly. Um, and I, I would fancy them to win. But for the next step in their development, you talked about those those attritional games. Every day is not going to be summer in Croke Park. You know, that down yeah. team are going to have to learn how to win games when it's a slog in February, March, uh, in tight pitches. You know, so that'll probably be the next string to their board that to their board that I'm sure they're going to look to look look to add next year. But I just like where Downer are going. I think there's a very clear pattern, very clear plan. There, I'd say the players look like there's no ambiguity about, uh, you always talked about role clarity, like role clarity looks very, very, and when the lads come in, they do the same things. You know, there's there's no kind of uh, mixing or matching with that. And you look at Mead and there's a little bit of individual flair, a little bit of, you know, a few dummy solo boys and all this kind of stuff. And you're just wondering, is that going to work against an organised structure that they'll be facing uh, at the weekend? And I probably don't think so. I, I think down could, I think down could run out by six or seven, to be honest. Yeah. And Daniel, you, you mentioned about a clear plan and a clear philosophy and a style, you know, and I listened to Colin Rook during the week, he gave an interview during the week where he talked about, he was very critical of those on the outside that said, you know, Colin can only play one way, etc. Like, and we have installed a defensive system, he says, but I, I haven't really seen it. Have you? I, I don't see any resemblance of any sort of defensive game plan from them, particularly after conceding 2-14 against me or against Antrim, sorry, in the semi-final. Yeah, like like there's a there's a, a really big difference, and I think anyone who's involved in coaching will notice. Like, there's a cheap kind of comment out there that just sort of throw fifteen men behind the ball. It's easy to do when you're forty five, but like 
teams will pick you off. I mean, it it like it's it's I I, I think you underestimate the amount of time the teams are spending against blanket defenses in training, and like and that, and that's what you spend a lot of your time doing is breaking down blankets. So it's not the the defensive weapon it was like before. You know, yeah. there there is a there is a skill in defending maybe with twelve and defending spaces and and while aligning that to your matchups. And I think I think Mead's defensive plan is get men back between the ball catchers and, and that's all well and good and that will you get a certain amount of gain, gains in that but there's a nuance that there's a balance that needs to be probably struck and I just think when they're when they're properly run at like you look at the angles of running like the Johnstons the, the Murdochs these lads when, when they kind of go at you at real hard pace that'll defend that'll really test the defensive structure and I, I'm not sure I'm not sure Mead actually I'm not sure it's part of their plan I think it's something they felt they had to do rather than looking at what they have and say ah this this is what's going to work for us, and I I think sometimes managers come in with an idea of this is how we play, but they don't look at what they have, and I think there's an element of that which is kind of, I I think down have, kind of nailed that na- nailed that kind of idea of these are the players we have, this is how we're going to play. I'm not sure Mead have quite got that balance yet. Yeah, and Mark, just before we 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 make a make a call in the game, you were involved with Paddy Talley, obviously. Uh, when 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 Paddy was with down. Um, I remember an unbelievable first half in, in the athletic rounds again. Cavan, we we destroyed Cavan, and probably the second <laughs> half. They about that. Yeah, and the second half, probably our Achilles' heel was, you know, our ability to win a maybe a bit of ball around the middle. It, nothing really much you can do in the sailing when a team like puts a physical press on you. But with Owen Murdoch in the middle of the field now, have have down got that out ball that that they've that they've been craving for for so many years in around the middle. Yeah, and to be fair, look, you would know this. Orange been I had, and you've worked with Orange too. I know it under sixteen. I'd worked them in development squads, and I just thought this is a man coming through here. He was a sixteen year old, but he was like a twenty three or twenty four year old, and he's matured into something. Look, Orange, like Orange is such a level headed fella, but when and he's so he's such a good fella. But when he goes on to the field, this is what really I like about him. He's a real age. A real nastiness, and look, he is a massive, massive player for down at the minute. He can just win ball. He he can do so much stuff. And the thing I like about Owen Murdoch, he gets the ball, and he reminds me of Barry. He just seems to have so much time on the ball every time. He just and he always seems we talk about decision making for a fella so young. Like you have to remember, he's only twenty years of age. He always nine times out of ten, he always makes the right decision. But he's a massive player for down at the middle, middle of the field. Like he's just. It's, it's a, such a help when he can just, as you said, like you can see now down, kick outs again, they just lump on top of Vaughan and then when they do mix yeah. it up for five or ten minutes, he goes in full forward. And it's really impressed me when he's in full forward. You know, they sometimes throw a big midfielder in, he's maybe just catch it and that's it. Like Owen Murdoch's knows he's, who's coming at him, the flicks, the balls. He just, he's so mobile, plus he can finish. Like Owen Murdoch, I think it's two or three goals this year for down and he didn't actually play a couple of championship games because under the 20s. No, he, I, like at the minute, Owen Murdoch could be as good as he wants. He could be one of Down's best players ever if he keeps developing the way he is. He's a ma- it's a massive plus for Down seniors to have somebody like quick, Owen Murdoch. Quick question for you both lads. Tony, I'll start with you. Talchin Cup, has it been a thumbs up or a thumbs down? I'm not talking about Down. I'm talking about the Talchin Cup in general over the last couple of years. There's obviously been you know, B competitions that have been tried before and have failed. I was never an advocate of it. I'm not going to lie to you. Back in, in 2018, Daniel was involved with Carl at the time as well. 
you know, we felt we deserved an opportunity to play against the bigger teams and, you know, and have your big days out against your Kildare's and your Lows and your Leashes and your Dublins and Tyrone, Monaghan's, exactly that we played over the course of those two years. And they were great occasions, Daniel, obviously, you know, full houses and stuff like that in, in, in Netwatch Cullen Park. Tyrone coming to Netwatch Cullen Park, you know, will bring a full house. I'm not being disrespectful by naming, but like a Wicklow or an Offaly coming to Dr. Cullen Park, you know, the same old, it's not really going to bring a full house. So has it, Start with you, Donny. Like, has it been a, a success? Is it a thumbs up for you, or are you sort of still skeptical of it? I'm still like, probably it's maybe because Downs in a final, you're maybe embracing yeah. it a bit more now. I'll have to admit, before a ball was kicked in it this year, I went a lot of excitement it. around the county with the yes. children and stuff as well. I know? hardly looked, mm-hmm. I'll just be honest, I hardly looked at it now. I do think for a team, a management team, first year in charge, like Connor. Like yeah. Colmer, or even it's a really good chance of developing teams, and I, I, it all depends on the county team what they want. Because look, yeah. it's a known fact that players want teams to be. And I think me even the same boat. Well, I did hear me when we were beating the Leinster Championship three or four, and then walked off the panel, and there was look and packed the bag and went to America, which is disappointing. Yeah. But I do think you have to remember. Yes, I get your point. It's great playing the Tyrones and the, the, all the big games. Yes, you're entitled to all the big games. I just think for teams that never um, going to have a chance of winning something in the moment, yeah. like, and it's also a chance to like sit down and me because new management teams, and I think it's massively, it's a st- yeah. like, if making no mistake, if Down win on Saturday, it's a, a really, really positive year for Down because it probably was a wee bit of a downer for them not getting that Division 3. But if Down were to win on Saturday, they say, right, well, look, we're in Sam next year and yeah. we built and we give people and they look I've alluded to it before, I think down have give serious championship debuts this year. Now yeah. honest, did I pay much attention to the first couple of rounds? I went and watched down in me that day in Parnell Park something because I do something in Dublin. I was down and that's did I go did I pay many attention? No, probably didn't, but once it got to semi final and yeah. now down in the final now if down weren't in the final, would I pay much heed to it? I don't know. I know last mm-hmm. year I watched the West Meath and Cavan game, but it was in and out. It wasn't really embracing. But I do think it's a lot better than the Tommy Murphy Cup of yeah. Well, there's more, there's more TV exposure. Yeah, you're playing games at Crow Park. Uh, there's a holiday for the winning team. You know, there's there's incentives. There's an all star team. If county yeah. teams buy into, I think the longer it goes on, it maybe it will get better. Mm. That's my honest opinion. I, I'd look at the minute. Yes, I would say. Thumbs up, but jury still out yeah. there. And I get your point. I do get your point. Teams love a shot at a big, a big yeah. gun. And look, I get that. But yeah, what well, like you've seen some if you're getting a beat by 23 or 24 points, and not everybody, but some teams mm-hmm. do get that. What enjoyments yeah. are that? What developments in that? Whereas yeah. I think, especially for down, look at them, it was a massive development. Look, even West Me, like West Me for a massive story last year, winning it. And then the, I still remember the pictures. I've seen a couple of pictures when Westmead brought the cup back to Mullingar. So that was massive. Look, and for the teams now, two teams involved, I'd know. I would love to know this now. You'll never ever know the answer. Once the first game of the Talisman Cup, I'd love to know how players felt in every county yeah. team that was playing. You know, it's okay now down because even that they down played Leon for I remember watching TV, there didn't seem to be too many in Park Esker no. that evening. So look, the furthest yeah. went on, but but look, it's been really good for Down just simply because of the hype and look, yeah. you know, Down and love and a day out of Pro Park. Yes, it's a development yeah. for the new yeah. teams. But look, there is some teams who just once they're beat, there's five or six players have packed the bags, went to America. I'm not planning that. 
and uh, so I know even uh, when Claire there was if we're going to be in it or not, then there was Claire players going if we're in it. I'm gone. He's gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, so I totally look, understand. Daniel, you've played. You played for well over a decade, obviously for Carlo. Some some really good days, some really bad days as well. I'm sure. Um, what, what's your take on it? Yeah, I, I still think it doesn't go far enough. I, I think you've got four grades of, uh, I think you've got four grades in this, in, in the country and, and the league is your best thing. And I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to diverge from that. I still think the league is the best competition and I still yeah. think that should be your summer competition. But look, that's probably a separate story. But as regards the, I actually, I, I played in the Tommy Murphy Cup and I, I remembered a bit of hype around it in the few years before and there was, I remember Antrim winning it, Wicklow winning it. There was a bit of hype in, in the first couple of years and, yeah, there, it was a big enough deal. I remember a massive crowd going up. I remember Tommy Walsh transferred over from Carlow and he was playing at Wicklow. And I remember there was a bit of a buzz around that as well. But right. the the, re, the acid test for me, right, is going to be it's costing Croke Park to put these matches is put these matches on. Firstly, just just from the stadium point of view, I think was the ten thousand went between yeah. fourteen yeah. semi finals. So costs are the first thing. Second thing is it costs RT money. What are the viewership figures like? And the holidays, all the rest of it, the the, the county board expenses. Uh, to, to keep these teams going for an extra couple of weeks, right? I, I as a development, I hundred percent agree agree with the body. It's a brilliant development for players, but for teams to get more games, more summer games, more more time together as a group, develop a pattern, to develop and plan. Um, but the problem will be is the finances. I think how long are the GEA going to keep pushing this and giving it to support until they say this actually doesn't make sense from a business point of view anymore? How long until the Tommy Murphy Cup is going to be in Parnell Park? How long until these games won't be live anywhere? That that will be my concern from it. And look, it's I, I'm kind of the same as Mark. I'll wait and see. And look, I kind of hope I'm wrong because I, I definitely think there is a, a massive development end, but I think it'll always be looked at as a development competition. And I'm I'm not sure it'll ever take over as the uh, as the, the be all and end all. But like the 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 Westmead are a good example. I thought Westmead acquitted themselves really well this year in the championship. Yeah. Um down are the same, but give give it five years and let's see what we're saying, you know. Yeah, and ultimately as well, you mentioned it, money, money, money makes the world go round, and that's what's going to be yeah. relaying the decision. Pro Park, uh, Mark, call it quickly, uh, just quickly there, down, 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 down yeah, Daniel, yeah, down, down easy, yeah, now it's just quickly, Dublin, Monaghan. Um, look, I'm going to be completely honest with you, is uh, don't you start with yourself. I, being completely respectful to Monaghan here, I think they've done unbelievable. To, to get to where they were with a new manager, Vinnie Corey, I think he's done remarkable to keep them in the division. I, I, I just think Dublin have a little bit of a mojo back. I, I just can't see how... You're a coach, Mark. You're going into this game. Imagine you're Monaghan coach. How do you win this game? Honestly, like how, how do you set up to win this game? Well, the only thing, you know what Monaghan's going to do? They're going to bring 14 fit. And, they're going to, and to be fair to Monaghan, they always seem to give Dublin some the sort of team. a game. They yeah. always do. And look, the one thing I give Monaghan a chance about... They're the one team in Ireland, I believe, who max out. And there's one thing they will never throw the talent. They're the yeah. one team in Ireland, I would say, just these boys will go to the wall for you. But look, as you says, Dublin, I hate, I'm going to say, we six or seven weeks ago, I think I told you and Kiev, and you were talking about who'd win that Ireland. I said, it's Dublin or Kiev. And you said, I said, there's nobody else anywhere near them. That's true, yeah. yeah that's and true. look, and the deferred dubs. Dubs have come along and make with Stephen Clark, but as a Monaghan going back to Monaghan, Monaghan's going to try and hang in the game. The worst thing Monaghan can be is after 20 minutes of Dublin goes six or seven up, then it's going to test. But Monaghan will just try and hang in the game as long as possible mm. and just 
that's that's going to be. I don't see them having any other tactics. Look, and I know, funny enough, I was talking to Morty Corian a few weeks ago, and they know he had the serious belief they were going to beat Armagh. Now, I just would wonder, do they have them serious belief? Again, Dublin, now you have to remember too. I remember being at this game at Cloners, Dublin actually, Monaghan actually relegated Cloners at Dublin that's last right. year in Cloners. So that's, that's, right. that's more motivation for Dublin. Look, Dublin won't forget that. Yeah. No, no, the reason Dublin's playing in the second division is because Monaghan relegated them in Cloners. Jack McCarran had a field day. Now, look, it would take Dublin just to have a really, really half day. And to be fair to Dublin, look, they were really good at me in Mayo, but consistency, it was good for Dublin. Mayo was a game Dublin needed because mm. it was a game right back to the wall. They're now going in, were hot, hot favourites. Everybody's talking about the Dublin Kerry final. Look, I'm trying to give Monaghan some sort of hope. I think Monaghan's just going to go and try and stay in the game as long as we can. And the one thing I will give Monaghan, look, whatever Vinnie Corey and Murray Corey and these boys tell Monaghan boys to do, they will carry it out to the letter of the law. But look, yeah. it just, it's a steam. I think Dublin's on a, Dublin's on a wee bit of a craving. Look, they've got the mojo back, as you say, and there's now players fighting for places which is massive. But you look, look, I said this, there was only one reason Stephen Fluxon, Paul Mannion, these boys came back. It was to take Stan. And now they're one game, they're one game away from being in the final. And I just don't, it's, it's going to be a hard day at the office for Monaghan. But you did recruit, like Vinnie Corey, what Monaghan have done this year is excellent. And I've no doubt you had to say this to Vinnie Corey at the start of the year. He took the two hands to you. Yeah. You've worked, you've worked with a couple of these boys, Donny, Desi Ward, um, Desi, a, a, a dog of war, you know, a real but soldier. I'd have to say, like, Monaghan club football is, I, it's just like, you know, every championship game was like, it was a massive battle. And that's even playing again the Scots Town to Cues, as you're going to end McManus, Ryan Wiley. And that's the one thing, they're so honest. They're the most honest bunch of people. And even when they go and play club football, they just, you know, they'll do everything. They die, they're, the one, they're the one team I was saying, Aaron, that max out, but they like see every player will die in their attempt for that once they pull yeah. that white jersey on they do anything and it's like you never ever hear a story coming out of a Monaghan camp everything and like there, I think there's only 65,000 people in Monaghan 10 yeah, senior small clubs small 10 training. senior clubs and what they've done they just max out to this and they're such I couldn't say a bad word about one Monaghan player even playing like Bally Bay playing the Scots playing after the game you've been talking to people and talking to the players different you couldn't say one bad word about them that was whatever happened. They'll do everything in the field. Whatever happens in the after field, that's forgot about. You shake hands, and they're such they're good, good people. And I just I would love them to give a really massive performance. I wouldn't want them to go out. Well, Tony, really I know you're saying Monaghan people are, are lovely people, but in, in 2017, Carlo played them, and Daniel St. Ledger started in Malay after about three minutes, and there was there was there was plenty of Monaghan players. Can I can I give can I give the story to that? Can I? <laughs> you, 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 said, you, you made an interesting point there. Daniel started the Malay. <laughs> he didn't finish it anyway. <laughs> no, but they're lovely people. But I'm on the field, they will do anything. And they're the one team in Ireland, I think they, they just max out. And whatever you they never throw the talent, no matter what happens, they will go to the trenches for you. Yeah, yeah, Daniel. 
Yeah, I'm going to go back to that row for a second. It was actually funny because Stevie said, whatever, we were in the Carlo Town hurling tub a few minutes before and we were, we were watching, doing a bit of video analysis. And he said, after, straight after the throw-in, whatever you can do, no matter what they do, start a little scuffle. So we were waiting for <laughs> someone in that to do something to us. And sure, they were lovely, grand lads shaking hands. And we had to nearly invent a row just to get a bit of a, a, bit of a go on it. But um, no, Stevie's a very good coach. You wouldn't be interested in dark arts. But um, no, in general, in general, I, I like agree with Mark. Like in fairness to Monaghan, they, they, they max out no matter what they're doing. They absolutely max out. Um, I, I still think Dublin weren't great in the first half. I think they still played with a little bit of lethargy. They were, I, I, I thought they were wildly exposed in the first half, like really, really badly exposed or full back line. Now, sign of a good team, they tightened things up massively in the second half. But the big thing for me was they put a massive squeeze on Reap's kickouts in the second half and that really put them on the front foot. And and look, partially, I think Mayo completely flopped as well. Like um, when O'Shea was inside, it was it was a focal point for them. And, and when they brought him off, it was a mistake because all of a sudden they had no they had no main focal point and the rest of the attack didn't function. But that's a kind of a sidebar. But I, I still th- I was I was concerned of Dublin and Kerry, I was concerned about quarterfinals for both of them. Would be would they be caught cold? But in fairness, both of them answered those questions. But um I I think Monin are they'll need they'll ne- nearly need single figures ball and play time like I think that's what they're going to be going for like you know they're going to have yeah. to tur- turn this into a, a a bit of a walk for a lot of it and they're going to have to really control tempo I can I can imagine Began coming up to hit freeze from anything within sixty meters I I think they'll have to take the sting out of Dublin massively um and and they have been doing that in games fairly regularly like you know I mean go back to the Kildare game that was played at a walking pace and almost and I I think they have to do that um. I, I just I don't see them I don't see them having the having the firepower to really trouble Dublin. I think they will need goals. I think it's Dublin have is it twelve clean sheets in their own or something like that they've had. Yeah. Um I, I think they're going to need goals. I I just can't I can't see it. I can't see it. I, I can imagine it being a relatively low scoring sort of an event and, and they'll definitely stay in touch and they'll dog it out, but I just can't see them having the, the bit of quality, you know. But it's um yeah, you, you, Jesus, you'd love to see it because they're they're a phenomenal, a phenomenal county and a phenomenal group of players that have have, have put their shoulder to the wheel for a long, long time. You know, on on a later note, Dorney, I, I do remember that because at the time at the and that row, Dermy Malone, who's the Monaghan minor manager, he had Gannon by the throat, Daniel, and I remember running across the field because the runner was still involved at that stage. And I was running across, shouting, Dorney, get it, get in around it, get in around it. <laughs> and Kieran, Kieran Hughes, Kieran Hughes came out of nowhere and hit me a shoulder, and I thought. I thought it was in a car crash. I had whiplash for a week. <laughs> Remember, I'm glad we put you the, we put that story up, but Daniel, because I always thought Stephen an innocent sort of a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we well, hey, did that. But lads, lads, you see, you see, talking about Dermy Malone, like even at the weekend, Mark, you know, for Monaghan Miners to be in an All Ireland final, like as you you talked about the population, it's phenomenal, isn't it? Like really it phenomenal. It's to be fair, the Monaghan County Board, their development squads, their structures. Everything is right on the money. Every there's yeah. nothing left a chance, and every Monaghan play they just love Monaghan. When yeah. they they love every even you're talking to people at different club games and stuff. When Monaghan's playing, every club rose behind Monaghan. Tony Tony Curry. I met Marty years ago. He's a switched on guy. Like he's he's tuned in. He's done a lot of work through the development squads in the past, hasn't he? Yeah, him and Paul O'Connor have done serious work. Look, Marty's yeah. a fella, very friendly when they look. He's a fella. I like Marty, and to be fair, yeah. but even him and Vinny. It's so, it's actually freaky how similar right, okay. they are when you're talking to yeah. both. They're talking to one individual. You can nearly say, if you close your eyes, that's Marty or that's Vinny. They're just, yeah. but they live and breathe Monaghan football. They love yeah. Monaghan yeah. football. Like, and it was just, I thought it was very interesting that day. I was talking to them after our game. He says, look, we believed. We really believed. Now, yeah. 
Dan, you're mentioning again Armagh about Temple Monaghan played the game at, and it's, Monaghan played the game again Armagh and their pace and that was probably a mistake from yeah. but I don't think Dublin will allow Monaghan to do that yes when Monaghan ball in the hand will be different but I do think Monaghan will, or Dublin will look to inject pace yeah. into their play as much as possible Tony Finney Corey played with a lot of these lads he played championship your, last co- year full forward coach, co- coaching your peers because like, he's played championship with a lot of these lads you know the Manzies Darren Hughes, you know, obviously, how how difficult would that have been for that transition? Like, obviously, the respect was instant for them from them lads. Well, funny, I always remember when he got the job. Paul Finley says he's the right man for the job, and says right away, first thing he yeah. would demand, he get the respect of every player. He says, "There's 20 years." He yeah. just, I remember asking Paul a couple of things. He says, "I've always had saying that's just head down. He will give everything." And look, there's no doubt, players, younger players coming in, older players would have looked at him and went. He's still doing this, and even at club football this year, like he played full forward. Bally B played contemporary this year in the semi final championship. And Benny Corey's playing full forward between full forward and turn half back, and still giving his all. And to be fair, and this is hanging like he would, he would in the pack, didn't hold back. If Desi Ward was there to be hit, he hit him very first. So there was no, oh, and he was named as Monaghan manager at this time. This yeah. is there was no holding back, but once the game was over, it was just shake hands, and that's just a sort of man. He just yeah. he seemed to a real genuine person, but it's just. He just loves money. Yeah, yeah. Daniel, final little word on this. Dublin, seen an interest in stat productivity levels. Obviously, what that means is sort of, you know, every time a team is possession, how many times they're getting a shot away or a score, that they're, they're through the roof in comparison to last year. Now, obviously, being in Division 2 has probably had an impact on, on those statistics, but but certainly they're a bit more process-driven this year. Would you Would you agree? Yeah, I, I think so. And and probably a lot of that is aligned with some of the boys there after getting back. And I don't think that's a coincidence, you know. Plus, but, Con, plus um, Con, Con's form. Yeah, Con, Con's form is huge. As we said here the last day, like him playing is 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 pivotal to what Dublin are doing. Um, yeah, no, look, they, they are. I, I still think, I, I'm still not 100% convinced by them, to be honest with you. But I, I don't think this weekend is going to be the weekend they're going to get caught. Um, I still would have concerns about their first half against Mayo. Um. And and again, looking down the line, that might be a bigger problem when you when you're facing a carry or dairy or whatever it might be. But um, yeah, no, I I, st- I still think that the quarterfinal was the, the time I was nervous about them. So I, I I think they'll have they'll they'll have five or six to spare at the weekend. I think. Yeah, Tony, call it. Yeah, Dublin, look, Dublin. I hope it's only five or six. I would hope, and I'm trying to give Monaghan some hope, but I just a fear, just this the end of the road for Monaghan. But Dublin, just one question, Daniel. What's the one thing you were impressed with Dublin about? I, I when Dublin when Dublin squeeze and play with tempo, I think yeah. they're they're so much better. But you I, think I, in the third quarter, when was the Dublin team that won six in a row? When did they go to town on you? Well, the Dublin team, the, the third quarter would be yeah. Would be, and as to what they came out, I thought it was the first time in two or three years. Yeah, third quarter. Where you see the real focus in that third quarter, but I think they're missing like Pat Gilroy back in there has been massive for them. Yeah, what's the, I'd love him, know, what's the word in him, Daniel, in around Dublin? What's the word in Gilroy? Huge respect. Well, yeah. yeah, well, he's training. He's training Vincent Senior Hurlers as well. Like, so I, I don't know how right. much time he's actually on the ground. Like, but he definitely, he definitely has an impact. And I'd say there's a lot of a lot of one to work, one to one work, rather than being on the yeah. field. I'd say, I'd say yeah. there's there's a there is a massive. We talked about Vinny having a lot of respect from the Monaghan lads. There's definitely a lot of respect from a cohort of. Uh, of those Dublin kind of 2011, 2010 era guys who kind of would have gone to the well for Pat when he would have got rid of some of the 
Beecher has the Beecher test against the Hill type of fellas that would have been playing for Dublin, you know. So there definitely is a huge amount of respect for for him there. But it's um, it's I'd just be curious to see uh, like when when will they when will they pull the trigger totally? Because I still think they're playing a little bit within themselves at the moment, you know. Yeah, you just you mentioned something there. Uh, reverting back to the league game, Dublin and Clare, there was about twenty minutes left. Clearly, I'd be six points. Pat Gilroy was sitting up in the Hogan stand, radioed up. With about 15 or 16 minutes left, he came straight down to the line. Him and Desi Forrest seen have a wee bit of altercation. Just they were just having a but he pulled Kieran Kilkenny, Brian Fenton. There was somebody got injured. He pulled them two over. He pulled, I think it was Conor Callahan and somebody else. I can't remember the other four. And um, John Small with it, and they tope brought the four of them in for about 45 seconds. He did it, not yet, not Desi Forrest. And whatever yeah. happened, face of fit, just a different Dublin. That's interesting. It paints a picture, doesn't it? But I think I think at the weekend we'll we'll all agree, lads. It's going to take a mammoth effort from from Monaghan, lads. On to the final game, uh, Derry and Kerry. Uh, again, Dory, it's a team you you've probably come up against most of these teams this year. Uh, you've come up against both of them actually. Uh, monster monster final, and and obviously then in the in the in the group, uh, the Sam Maguire group against Derry. So I don't think there's anybody better for us to speak about them. Interesting one, Mark. Tom O'Sullivan uh, is is actually probably one of the highest highest shot takers in the Kerry panel which which is is a, is a mental statistic for for a corner back and probably plays a very similar role to Conor McCluskey in that he's he's constantly driving forward you know what what well, what, what happens is a lot of times David Clifford this is David Clifford playing full force so a lot of teams try to double up and it's always taking a man back or grabbing a man back so what Kerry do automatically is Tam O'Sullivan is now their free man and to be fair, Tam O'Sullivan can play ball. He can pass. Like, it's not even the shots. It's just, like see that the scores he sets up. It's just yeah. for a corner back. He's yeah. just off the charts. And to be fair, knowing the monster final that day, we tried a man mark him, but sure, it didn't go well there. Yeah, <laughs> we decided we'll not play somebody not David Clifford, and we'll go and mark. They Nine started months. that monster final. They started that monster final mark off like the steam train, didn't they? They really, they really. Obviously, what the happened to Clifford's mother the day yeah. before the. Yeah. Big influence, but look, it was that day. I always remember their forward movement. Everybody talks about David Clifford, but it was their movement, their backdoor cuts, their angle runs, and mm. everybody was in the safe wavelength. It wasn't as if it was off the cuff. Yes, it was that, but everybody knew nearly what everybody was doing. It was just through the hands. Mm. What like it was just? I thought that day. I thought like this player was maybe bad. We were probably a wee bit naive, but that's the first day I just thought their movement up front. You know the way sometimes you see them in TV. But that day, actually, just their movement when they were coming up the field with the ball, Jason Foley's maybe win the ball at maybe in the full back lane, but their six fours were just constant. It was in out. There's, there's like blocking off runners. David Clifford maybe running across, and maybe Darmine was coming the other way, blocking a foot screening. It was, and it wasn't just one or two ways. It was their whole six fours set. They were just screening each other, and it was and basketball, moves. basketball type moves maybe. Yes, it was just all and I, up close that day, and I'm just going. I remember we had a camera behind, just a two or three days later, a camera behind the goals and watching just their move. Because we actually sat down with Clare players after and went, like, showing our forwards. Like, they're, that's the, in my eyes, that's the best forward unit in Ireland at the minute. That, that, that camera behind the goals, has it made its way out of Derry, has it? <laughs> no, it hasn't. Not <laughs> 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 that. Tell me this, Mark, just quickly before I ask Daniel here. Obviously, you know, you're looking at this Derry team and they've progressed. I think they've progressed from last year. I really do know. I think they've, no, I think offensive they've progressed. Fair, from... Offensively, they have yeah. 
really, yeah. really progressed. But, 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 but a worrying, a worrying statistic, Mark, is the goals they've conceded. They've conceded the goals. And that under that high ball, they're still mm. a wee bit dodgy. Now, to be fair, for Monaco too, you think back to the Ulster game, and I'm actually surprised. Yeah. A lot of teams now haven't went as high at them, high balls yeah. in as much as they possibly can. But look, to be fair, they've improved massively offensively. Has it opened them up defensively a bit, maybe? But they're still, look, when Derry, look, you know what you're going to get with Derry. That's first and foremost. You know what you're going to get. They're going to bring, they're going to bring the table. It's going to be like a possession-based approach. Every time, and it's it's not that they'll turn the ball over and go a hundred main law, they're happy, like yeah. they're happy to let win the ball and let you get back. But it'll just be interesting to see what Jerry has done. Jerry will possession base and they'll try them work the ball once they look the overload, they'll try and work them scores. And to be fair, look, they will. This is a bit an interesting, just tactically. I actually can't wait to watch this game because to be fair, what Jerry have done really good this year, Owen Lynch has been a massive player from this year because they will commit. 14 mm-hmm. bodies attack, so it means 14 defense, and then that's where Owen Lynch comes into loop. Now, Derry, I think, look, there's Nick was like, Kieran Mina is probably going to be sitting this week all week. We have to try and bring this game to the wire. And like Derry, well, again, they're going to try and stop the play just at every opportunity, slow things down, and they'll yeah. try and hold, hold out for straight Kerry, for straight Kerry. But now, the one thing I think Kerry now, Daniel mentioned it, like teams are the top teams that like break and blanket defences down now. I actually think Derry have the best defensive system, even though we talked on that they're conceded more goals yeah. few under the ball, but they just seem to, they, they, if somebody misses a tackle right away, there's somebody over. When you score again, Derry, you have to work really, really, really hard. And look, Derry will get the ball possession base. They'll try and control the clock. They'll try and draw freeze. They'll try and they'll commit bodies down. But the one thing they do still, it's up front, and I do think Derry will have enough defenders. I'm saying this tongue and cheek, look, obviously David Clifford, but Derry at the fence do have men that can go and say, right, I'm going to trust you 1v1 here. You can go and they'll, they know they'll get the cover, but it's just up front. But the one worry for Kerry will be, or sorry, Derry, and this is the end, we'll see what Kerry do. Derry will commit everybody forward. Now, do I think David Clifford and Shawnee O'Shea will track? I think they'll take the risk and go we could turn them over and if it can turn them over, the first thing Kerry is going to do is a kick pass. Kick pass. And it's going to be interesting that now. If yeah. Derry go up the field and score the first point and Kerry lead David O'Shea and Sean, or David Clifford and Sean O'Shea up the field, then at last the question, right, Kerry going to do this again? But yeah. I, if Kerry are to turn them over and Kerry go and hit them hard, it's going to put the fear of life into Derry. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's, that's going to be now it's what way Derry approaches that. And I think the, the longer, if Derry can bring this game down to the last 10, 12, 13 minutes, mm. then you'll be in the game. But I just think, Kerry, their forward play, what they're doing at the minute, they've just seemed to be, they've got their mojo back. Again, interesting that. There's one just watching the game the other day against her own. Michael O'Neill made a burst up the field, right? And when have you ever seen Adrian Spillane? Made a chase them maybe 30, 40 yards, got to the 45, and then his plan come from nowhere and turned them over. Like the work rate he'd done. And I just thought that was a real sign of an attempt because everybody says about Kerry, they're so good without the ball. And to be fair, look, Kerry now tactically, defensively against Tyrone. Like, when's the last time you ever seen a Kerry team not press a kick out? Like in the yeah. first. Yeah. And I'll be interested to see what they do again in the middle of the field because that's one place Derry do probably have an advantage over them is Connor Lass and Brenton Rogers. But look, you know what Cherry's going to bring to the table or Derry's going to bring to the table is just if Cherry opened them up in the first 10 or 12 minutes 
what's the dairy mindset? Like, and it's the longer Derry's going to go on, the longer they can stay in the game and make it tight because, yes, they beat Cork last week, but last year Derry was showed up by Galway in Croke Park when the spaces started opening up that plane. The football is already getting 15 behind the ball defensively and then trying to commit 15. But Croke Park's a big, big field. When they were faced with Galway last year, it was a big test. They failed it. They played Dublin this year in the National League final in Croke Park. It was a fail. Now, the only thing I would give Derry, I think they're in a brilliant place. Going into the semi-final because everybody is Kerry Red Ah or Derry Red Ah, Kerry in Dublin final. Kerry, Derry actually were very poor again. Cork won the game. I, I think they beat Cork and they didn't even get out of sack in their third gear. Shane McGuigan probably had a really quiet day. I don't think Shane will be as quiet again. So look, there's positives for Derry, but it's just that mindset of Derry. When yeah. they go to attack and, and they find out that maybe David Sefford or Sean O'Shea aren't tracking us. Yes, Derry, everybody says that the one thing about them, they they do look after the ball, but it's a difference looking after the ball again at Cork or a Clare or a Armagh. It's a big difference again. Yeah. Derry's or the Dublins when you really pressure comes on, and that's going to be the. It'll just be interesting if they are turned over early and Kerry hit them hard. Does Derry then go into their shell and think, "Oh, dude, that doesn't work?" Because that'll be an interesting that. Now the only thing is if Derry got a good start and maybe up the field first couple of attacks, David Clifford, Sean O'Shea don't track back. And Derry maybe find themselves two points in the scoreboard. Then Cherry have a question. But I listened to Jack O'Connor made a an interview today, and it says it doesn't matter how and this really just shows me the difference in Cherry as last couple of years. It doesn't matter how we win the game. It's all about winning the game. Yeah. Yeah. Cherry for years it was all we play the Cherry way, we do this. Yeah. And it just shows you the way the pressure now is coming on the top teams. When he made that statement today, I thought that just says it doesn't matter how we play, how we win the game. Sunday's all about winning. We will be patient and Kerry supporters need to be patient. Yeah. Daniel, interesting uh, views from, from Mark there. Obviously, Connor Glass, Daniel, one of the things, one of the standout things for me in the court game was his his positional ability and his positional sense, particularly in his defensive role. Um, I've never seen anyone actually in Ireland, you know, perform the role as 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 efficiently as he does. And I know from speaking to Marty Clark about it, he was sort of saying that from his AFL days, there's an awful emphasis on AFL players to be in the right position in anticipation for the ball to break down. And Glass seems to have that sort of real knack of doing that. Obviously, his role, Daniel, is going to be huge this weekend. And obviously, the matchups of Chrissy McCaig and Clifford is going to be huge. Like, what are you expecting from this? from this contest like from a dairy perspective do you think they've got a big chance it's uh it's interesting about even just talking about glass you know and 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 you're you're always that that kind of role you're always expecting the worst so you're always thinking that negatively almost but but he he, he is particularly good at it. It, it it's it's an interesting one like i i you know i was looking at a stat i think uh you might follow him on twitter Stephen o'mara he was talking about yeah. uh dairy's phases to, to the scores per attack and i think they're scoring about 6.8 points per 10 phases of attack and playing against structured defence a lot of the time so like as, as we've kind of alluded to already Derry are more than happy to be methodical and, and they're really really good at it I, Mark made the point and I, this, I think this is the key thing like is will Kerry cheat the numbers will, will they cheat the numbers and the first couple of attacks could be massive like I mean you know yourself Stephen when you're, when you're talking about laying down barriers at the start of a game if you have two teams who are going to set up kind of mirroring each other the first play is critical so if you're the team keeping the ball and you're the team being patient and you can you can break down the blanket. You can go and get your score. That's a massive 
marker to lay down for what the game is going to, what pattern the game is going to follow. Whereas if you're the defensive team, you turn over that first play, you get yeah. down and get a score in transition. That sets a doubt in the mind Huge. straight away. Yeah. You know, um, like if you remember any time we played Leash, <laughs> I won't bring you back, back to 2018 where two teams are mirroring each other every time they always got to start on us. And that, and that used to be a massive psychological thing for us, you know, and, and I, I think there's going to be something going on here at the weekend. And it'll just be really interesting because I don't particularly, I think if David Clifford has a weakness, but when Kerry are in a kickout press, he has a tendency to, and fair enough, you're just scoring one eight or whatever he does in most games. He has a tendency, his defensive work on kickout presses wouldn't be amazing. And there's probably lads like calling me a gobshite <laughs> listening to this because you're saying, well, sir, why would you need to when you're that, when you're that good? But, it's always an out. And I, I yeah. think if Clifford's back on his 45, he's he just, his inclination wouldn't be for defensive work. And yeah. if you get a, if you get a matchup with him with a McCluskey or a Doherty or some of these speedsters, that could be that overlap that could really cause Kerry some problems. But yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm slow to write Kerry off after the last day because my, I think I got tr- all, all three out of four predictions wrong. But um, I, I think this will be a little bit tighter than the Monaghan Dublin game, but I still think Kerry probably did enough in that quarterfinal to show that that there is a little bit of steel about them at the moment. Um, complacency would be the only thing. Like as we, as we talked about before, Kerry and Tyrone have this thing going on, and that was a massive. That's, that was that's a massive what I was going to say to you, Daniel. Do you not think there was a wee bit of Tyroneitis in their performance, and that there were just there was a bit of venom in their performance, wasn't there? You know, against Tyrone, like you know. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think so. And, and that's something that kind of only comes out against her own sometimes. Like it'll be very hard for Kerry not to be not to be looking at Derry as lesser. Like that's going to be very hard for them because it's 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 not a traditional matchup for them. So it'll just be interesting to see the way the way it all pans out. Like it again, it's not going to be pretty, I'd say. Um, like you look at look at the Cork game the last day with Cork and Derry. I mean, Derry were never going to lose it. Like it was it was almost the second Cork got a sniff of a goal or got the goal itself. Uh, uh, Derry just went down the field and said oh it's time to put on a little bit of a squeeze here went and got their own score so look I, I think Derry are very much so were playing in second gear for that court game and that could be a critical thing Kerry had the elation of a massive performance a real dogged performance whereas Derry came in and basically underperformed and still won handy enough so yeah. it's 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 a fascinating game as as Marcus talked about like uh, and, and I know Kieramini came out and talked about the, the Croke Park kind of issue a little bit it, it still is relevant. I, it really is relevant when you're attacking with that with, with, with such numbers and and most of the time through the hands, that does take its toll on you. Like whereas Kerry do have that kick pass option, it's an eight in them to get the head up first. That's just that's just what the way they play. Um but it's it's going to be a fascinating matchup. I, I, I wouldn't expect um I wouldn't expect a high score in free for all, but it'll be it'll be very, very tactical, I'd say. Yeah, Donny, it's Derry's first really significant championship, you know, test since since the the Galway game last year at the same stage where they they capitulated in the second half. You know, it's going to take a mammoth performance from them to beat Kerry. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, Derry Derry's undefeated in this championship this year. Yeah, There's Derry have been defeated once again. Mayo. Now, the you're it's the one thing Derry look Derry are probably the, this isn't a this is not like a joke about them, but they're probably the most process-driven team in Ireland. Where yeah, absolutely. They stick to the process. They'll try and break. Now, the big thing, if you're if you're sitting here analyzing or going, like, is is Derry going to bring a real challenge to Kerry? Mm-hmm. Or it's that thing we talked about, if things go again in the first five or six minutes. I have no doubt, uh, Daniel mentioned the thing there, but David Clifford mm-hmm. at 45. I don't think Kerry will take David Clifford anywhere near 
their own 45. Morning, would you not be would you not be worried though? Just if you look back, right? Would you not just have a small bit of concern that the, the three big games that played Galway, obviously the two big games that played Galway last year in the semi-final, Derry this year in Division Two final, and now obviously this Sunday, they need to sort of really to, to put themselves up there as you know all Ireland contenders. You know they have to get over the line like against a big. Yes, they have to. But to be, and look, to be fair, make no mistake. People talk about throwing. Look, Derry's a far better team than throwing. One guarantee: mm. Derry will pass Derry far more this Sunday than Tyrone than Tyrone tested. And these people forget I, like, I agree with you. Derry yeah, are also champions two years in a row, and that's correct. They've yeah. went through the whole division two. All right, Dublin beat them in the final. I think they played twenty odd games. Only lost one game, and that yeah. does. And look, they've recovered. Obviously, the Rory Gallagher thing's a big, big miss for them still. If Rory was on the line, it would give them even more chance. It's just, look, there's part of me thinks it's tactically, I can't wait. This is the one game I can't wait to see. I can't actually go on to Sunday. I can't wait just to see what what Kerry do when yeah. Derry have the ball. What no, it's intriguing. Do. It's going to be intriguing. It's definitely just going to be intriguing. See, but look, Derry, it's not just, this is a massive test for Derry. Make sure like, their miners want a minor alarm. On Sunday, the county yeah. is buzzing. They're under twenties, and to be yeah. fair, look, they're football. They're football mad at the minute. Under twenties are beating an Ulster final. They're under twenties one or sorry, they're minors won the Ireland on Sunday. They're seniors in the Ireland semi final. I was up there last night in Slutney, and the whole place is just red and white. It's just football mad at the minute. But this is yeah. a Derry beat Cork last week. And I know I was talking a few of the Slutney boys, and actually told me they were disgusted. The sat in the change room after disgusted with the way they played. That's interesting. Yeah, so it's so the standards I have. That's going to be a big, big issue. But look, it's yeah. it's just, I go back to that thing, the Kerry movement. I look at Kerry Ford. There's one player who we never mention for Kerry. And anytime I watch Kerry, Darren Moynihan is a serious, serious operator for Kerry. The work, now he doesn't yeah. get, the, he might get the scores, but the work he does, he frees Tagnoli up, he'll go up the field, he, he'll do screen for Clifford. It's just what Derry do. But the thing is, I can't wait to see Derry look after the ball. Yes, it's what Derry do. If it's what Kerry do, if Derry can score the first couple of points, it's what Kerry yeah. do. It's then what if flip side, it's maybe if Derry give the ball away a couple of times and are hit hard, it's what they do next. Mm. Because I haven't we haven't actually seen Derry in that, you know, we'll say that word uncomfortable. I haven't really seen Derry, even in the Ulster final in Armagh, even though Armagh went to him, Derry were able to regular I haven't really seen Derry really, really uncomfortable in the Galway game last year. And it's just, have they learned enough to see, can they get, and you said, look, it's Kerry, but they need to get over. They got to semi-final last year. Make sure Derry probably, they need to get to final. They got to semi-final last year, but I just can't see it. But I think it'll be a lot tighter than what people think it is. But it's just fascinating to see what Derry do with Kerry and vice versa, just tactically. Daniel, call it there. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd say Kerry, and it'll ultimately it'll probably come down to that bit of firepower, and I think um, just the range of scores, like Clifford has kept quiet the last day, but still, you know, Dermot O'Connor, Sean O'Shea, Moyne, as we mentioned, Splam at a couple of points, they just chip in, so I think I think it'll be tight, I, I'd say Kerry by, by three or four. Tony, I agree with you, I think it's going to be fascinating tactically, what's your call on it then? Kerry by three, it's in around three or four too, but it's just, if Derry can bring, the, that must be Derry thing. Can Derry bring the game to the wire? If Derry can bring the game to the last 10 minutes, then you're going to get serious, serious questions of Derry. But look, it's at the minute, it's probably Kerry by three or four. Good man. Mark, Mark are, you, are you in the box on there, yeah? No, I'm not in the box. Not, uh, I, haven't got, I haven't got offered that box since the double <laughs> game, whatever happened. 
Steve, you're running out there to give it to Maybe change me on that brave bet. No, 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 no. Hey, listen, uh, listen, the less said, not the better. Hey, man, listen, great, great to have you back on again. And look, we'll, we'll, we'll hopefully catch up the week of the final, um, you know, for, for the for the last show of, of the county season. But look, thanks very much again, Mark. Thanks very much, Daniel. And we'll chat to you soon. Thank you, lads. No Cheers, boys.